What if it's not too late? What if you truly can retire confidently? I'm Telton W. Hall, certified financial planner and best-selling author of The Secure Solution, creating a high-quality retirement in a low-interest rate world. My team and I have engaged in thousands of retirement planning sessions with middle and upper middle class Americans, people like you with their own unique fears and families and their own messes and their own successes. And they have done just that, retired confidently. If you're willing to go with me, I can tell you how. It's story time. Let's go. Hello, welcome to the podcast, everybody. I wanted to follow up on last week's uh, conversation that I had around the savers credit, specifically as it had to do with the Roth IRA. Um, That's generated some follow-up questions where folks just kind of want the reminder of what a Roth IRA is, how that works, how much they can contribute, and what the uh, potential limitations to that are. So let me give you just a quick recap of some general rules. always have to remind you as an expert and a fiduciary in this field, everything I tell you has to be general educational information. Can't give you specific guidance until we understand your whole situation and you're officially a, you know, working in a client capacity and then we're fiduciaries to you. So in this case, we're just general educators trying to give you a leg up on your retirement goals, get you towards that retire confidently goal that you have. So let me give you just a couple nuances particularly important because, as I mentioned last time, you can fund your Roth IRA, even though it's 2023 right now, you can fund your Roth IRA before the tax filing deadline. You can fund that for last year. And I think that's a compelling thing to consider for a couple different reasons. The first is that Roth IRA is going to be the long-term, most tax-efficient tax compelling growth asset that you have towards your retirement, but it's highly limited on how much you can fund. For 2022, you can put in $6,000. In 2023, you can put in $6,500. If you are over age 50, then those numbers go up by thousands. So for 2022, you can put in $7,000. And for 2023, you can put in $7,500. And so this is a compelling asset class that you really have to fund year in and year out. It's not something that you come into $50,000, you can't go back and fund, you know, the last 10 years worth of Roth IRAs. You really have to, you have to do that consistently, almost boringly just just year after year fund that Roth IRA. And there's lots of workarounds and I'll talk about a couple of them here in a second to try to get more into your Roth IRA. But generally, the way that most people actually fund their Roth IRA is they just make consistent contributions to it for a whole bunch of years. I'll teach you three different ways to maybe get more in there. But for the most part, it's just folks that just do it year in and year out. What's the max? Okay, we're funding it. Oh, we got behind this year and we didn't. Well, we're coming out of savings and we're going to, we're, we're going to fund that for a prior contribution. Then we'll make it up for this year. So that's one reason to fund for last year before the door slammed shut on your tax filing deadline. And 
The other reason is hopefully your income is increasing. Hopefully your income is growing. Well, just like I talked about last time, that the tax code and the political atmosphere of this country seems bound and determined to penalize people for increasing their income, increasing their productivity in the world. It's obviously benefiting people so substantially they're willing to pay for it. The tax code is so bound and determined to do that, then you get what's called phased out of being able to contribute directly to a Roth IRA. So if you're a single person, then what's called your modified adjusted gross income, for most people, it's just going to be their adjusted gross income, but there's a couple other nuances of uh, tax-free interest from bonds or some education uh, deductions that you have to add back in. So as a starting point, just think of about it as your adjusted gross income, which is probably on your mind because you're doing your taxes right now. And that's when you find out your adjusted gross income is that line on your tax form. So if you're single, 144000 then you're you're running into phase out issues and it'll be 153000 for 2023. And married filing jointly, 214000 for 2022 and 228000 for 2023. And so that is a phased out. It doesn't happen all at once, but those are the numbers I wanted to put them out there just to keep it simple to you that, whoa, when my income's around this, I need to be aware of this phase out and how that's going to impact your ability to contribute to a Roth IRA. So one thing to consider is that hopefully your income is increasing. And so every year before you bump into those, those phase out ranges, then you really, really want to, to try to make a contribution to that Roth IRA. Then just quickly now, the three other ideas that I told you I would get to, the way that I see folks getting more money into their Roth IRA is one, if your 401k has a Roth component, then instead of being limited to the Roth contribution rules, you're only limited to the 401k contribution rules, which for easy math are like three times higher. So that's one way to get more money into a Roth is you actually fund it in your 401k. But if your 401k has a Roth component, you designate, I don't want this to go into the 401k where I get a, a immediate tax write-off. Instead, I want it to go into it still goes into the 401k. They just keep track of it like a Roth. And so you can actually see kind of two distinct components of your 401k. Oh, here's your pre-tax money, stuff that you got a tax deduction for or that your employer contributed. You didn't pay taxes on it, so that's all pre-tax money. And then you'll see your post-tax money or your Roth IRA funds. So that's one way to get more into a Roth. And then as you get closer to retirement, you roll those over and you've got a traditional IRA that came from the pre-tax parts of your 401k and you will have a Roth IRA that came from those post-tax or those Roth IRA parts of your IRA. So that's one way to get more funds in there. Another way is through conversions. You're allowed to take a 401k when you roll that over or a traditional IRA if you have funds in there and you want to get those dollars into a Roth IRA, you're allowed to do a rollover or a conversion. I should say you're allowed to do a conversion, move those funds from pre-tax accounts to a Roth IRA. 
And the reason that you do that is because you avoid the 10% penalty. So in a traditional IRA, if you have dollars in there, you can take those dollars out whenever you want, even before age 59 and a half, you're going to pay tax on there. They're going to be taxed as ordinary income, just like your wage that shows up, your W-2, that, that's the ordinary income tax rate that you'll pay on those dollars. Plus you'll pay a 10% penalty if you just withdraw those funds directly from your IRA. And then if you thought, well, I want these in a Roth IRA, you could turn around and make a contribution to your Roth IRA, but you would have already paid the 10% penalty you would pay the tax on it and you would be limited to the, for 2022, $6,000 for 2023, $7,000 that you could contribute. So by doing a conversion, let's say you have $100,000 in a traditional IRA, you can convert 50,000 of that at one time over into a Roth IRA. So obviously that's way higher than the $6,000 Roth contribution limit. So that's one way to get a big chunk of it in there. And you will not pay the 10% penalty. If you thought, oh, I want that 50,000 over in a Roth, I'll just take it out of my traditional. You pay tax and you pay it to penalty. And then you can only put 6,000 in. So that's why you do a conversion because you can move that whole amount over at once, avoid the 10% penalty, have a much larger amount that's now in your Roth IRA. Now, you will pay tax on that because you've never paid tax on the money in the traditional IRA or in your 401k that you roll over to the Roth. So you'll pay tax on the dollar amount that you, that you roll over. So you are intentionally saying, I'm willing to pay the tax on this dollar amount at my current tax rate in order to now have this in a Roth IRA, which can then grow tax-free and be withdrawn tax-free in retirement. So that would be a compelling reason to do a, just a, a plain vanilla conversion, Roth conversion. The other way to fund additional money into your Roth IRA is applicable when your income gets too high. When it gets beyond those adjusted gross income uh, limits that I shared with you a minute ago, if your income gets too high, you're not allowed to invest directly into a Roth IRA. So what the tax code allows you to do, and, and it's codified in the IRS code, you make a contribution to a normal IRA, a traditional IRA, and you do not take a write-off for that. So that's very much like contributing to a Roth IRA, right? You make a contribution to a Roth IRA, you don't take a, a write-off for that. To tie it back to last week, you still get the saver's credit if it's applicable to you. Whether that's the Roth or a traditional contribution, that, that's the same. You still get the, the saver's credit if it's applicable to you. And I walk you through that last uh, podcast. So you would, you would make a contribution to a traditional IRA, but not take a deduction for it. So then that looks just like making a contribution to the Roth IRA. And then you would convert that IRA to a Roth IRA, at that point, you would only pay tax on any gains that have happened because you did not get a tax write-off for those contributions. And at that point, funds are now in your, your Roth IRA. And so that is uh, one IRS codified way to fund a Roth IRA when your adjusted gross income limits get 
too high. And so that's one way that people try to get more money into, into their Roth IRA. But one important component of that is that gets messy to do if you have a large traditional IRA. Let's just make the math easy. Let's say that you've got a $100,000 traditional IRA and you want to make a $7,000 contribution. Well, let's make the math really simple. You may want to make a $1,000 contribution to a Roth IRA, but your income is too high. You put that $1,000 into the non-deductible IRA, and then you convert that $1,000 over to the Roth IRA, and you're thinking, oh, this is good. This is slick. This worked out great. But the way that they calculate how much taxes you owe is it's a percentage, what's called a pro rata percentage of that conversion. So instead of taking the thousand non-deductible, moving that into the Roth IRA, the way the IRS calculates that is that you just took 1% of your total IRA money that was not taxed and put that in the Roth and the other 99% is taxable. So you'll see how that's a pro rata calculation where if you've got $1,000 that's non-deductible and $100,000 that's just a traditional normal IRA, if you move that thousand, then that's a very small percentage. And so now you're left with $99,000 $99,000 that are, that are still in your traditional IRA and like $10 that are still in your non-deductible and still pay tax on the percentage uh, that you rolled over that was non-deductible. So it's called a pro rata percentage. In simple terms, that math is possibly a little convoluted, but in simple terms, making a non-deductible contribution to an IRA And then rolling that to a Roth IRA, if you have a large traditional IRA, then it probably precludes you from using that system, using that strategy. Now, if you have all of your money, not in a traditional IRA or a SEP IRA, but in a a 401k, then that would include you in using that strategy because now we're not using a pro rata calculation on your 401k, just on your traditional IRA assets. So I just wanted to float that out there to you just to put it on your radar. If you're thinking, I like this non-deductible IRA converting to a Roth idea, it's kind of a deal killer if you've got a big IRA out there. Now, if you have a big 401k out there, that's fine. It's, It's not a big deal. But if you've got a big traditional IRA, then I wanted to put that at least in your knowledge bank so that you could be aware of that. I love it. This is fun stuff. Uh I hope you're having as much fun listening about this stuff as I have fun teaching you about it. Thanks for joining me this week. Hey folks, one last thing. If you have not checked out the Retire Confidently program recently, you really need to. We have drastically changed the cost associated with that program. So to go to teltonhall.com forward slash program and then click sign up and then put in the discount code podcast, podcast, all caps. You're going to be blown away at the price that you'll pay for what a program that could 
massively change your retirement outlook, your confidence towards your retirement, and make thousands, ten thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference in your retirement. Don't miss this. Take advantage of it right now. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. Click sign up. Use the discount code podcast in all caps. And for the price of, I mean, the less than a pair of basketball shoes, less than a really nice dinner out, you can get access to a program where we've seriously tried to give you every tip, every trick, every piece of education, every strategy that we can to turn any angst you have about retirement into confidence towards your retirement. Check it out. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. I am super excited for you. Your future retired self is ecstatic for you.